I want to welcome you to uh, episode 11 of the Two Max Hologram podcast. I'd like to thank AWOL One for the for the dope intro music. You know what I'm saying? Platformcollection.com for all, for all the support. You know what I'm saying? It's about to go down. Um, throughout this episode, this is episode 11. Um, throughout this episode, I will be eating, so I'm gonna annoy the shit out of you because um, I just got some. Chinese food, like, literally fresh from the spot, like, literally, they opened at 10.30, you know, they're at 10.29, like, so I've got, like, the freshest chow mein, I've got beef and broccoli, and I've got platanos on the side, so, you can't eat this shit cold, so, I'm gonna be kind of annoying you, so if you're, you know, if you're annoyed by the sound of people eating while they talk, this episode might not be for you, but, um, regardless of, I got a lot of things to talk about. Um, a lot of hip hop in my head. Um, this is the first, this is the first podcast we've done in about three weeks, right? Since, um, what was the last one? Mike Ego and another one. And then that was on yours where you guys exposed all my fucking fears and that shit was, damn, I, I heard that shit. I heard, I heard the, I heard the crappy awesome podcast and I just had to turn it off, dude, because I was like, damn, y'all, you know, I, I, I'm always about telling, the truth about everything, you know, I, I'm done to talk about myself and shit, but I even was like, damn, that shit made me look bad, you know what I mean, but it's all good, if you want to, if you want to really, really, anybody that hates on me, or anybody that's always wanted to know me, or be closer to me, but and know a lot of shit about me, like on some, like, or, or you want to, like, one day, you know, like, blackmail me or something, you should listen to the last, the, I think it's two episodes ago, right, the crappy awesome with me on it, because... There's like, there's about four moments where I cringe when I heard that shit. I was like, oh, fuck, I said that. Like, what a stupid ass. You know what I mean? Like what? Uh, like, like what? Um, just the way it sounded. Like, some of it just sounded. But, but I will tell you this. Uh, like, just some of the shit I was revealing about myself, which I'm kind of like, it's like secret shame shit, but I'm not really tripping on it. But, but, uh, but you know what? I will say this. The, the last, that interview has motivated me. Actually, because between you, between you guys exposing me like current affairs style and uh, and Mike Ego kind of yelling at me and even bus driver yelling at me and shit, even having a conversation with AWOL, you've motivated me, man. I, I might be having a booking agent. I'm, I talked to this homie that's so, 
I think maybe like next year or something, I might, I, got, I might set up and just straight up have a booking. I was, I was like, dude, I do need to tour. You know, my nephew's three. He's already starting to be annoying. I'm like, fuck it. I was about loving him for three years. It's time to take off like a fucking, like if, like if I was his like estranged father. You know what I mean? It's time he, he learns a little bit of abandonment in his life. So I'm just kidding. But yeah, my nephew's three and I, and I really wanted, in case you don't really know, like I haven't toured too much in the last two or three years I, out of town too much. I've gone to Texas and different places, but I haven't really like gone hardcore because I wanted to see my nephew grow up. And now it's like three. He's like three. I'm like, all right, let me start touring and stuff. Me and AWOL might hit the road in December and whatnot. And I need to start getting on the road, get these new projects popping, get this cycle room, uh, this cycle room thing produced, starting to go off and all this kind of shit. But anyway, it has motivated me to start getting my shit together. So I'm actually, I appreciate it because. I'm not, you know, we should make the documentary. We should make the movie of my life. You know what I mean? We should, we should do it and shit. You know, I fig- I figure I could play myself even at a young age. We can get like a young Selena Gomez to like play like the 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 girls of age range that I hit on and shit. You know what I'm saying? We can get somebody like that, somebody that's like 20 that looks like they're 17 and shit. I'm just fucking with you, but um. Anyway, we do have a lot to talk about since then. Um, my mind clatters, yeah, mind clatters, and everything. I that was all before that, huh? Um, I want to thank the people that came out to a couple of shows that we threw out. The one was the Mind Clatter Fest on August second, which was re, which came out really good. You know, I want to thank uh, Black Tongue Society. If you don't know, people are always asking me, "What are you listening to these days?" Like that's new, and I'm not listening to much, but one of them is definitely Black Tongue Society. If you want to go on YouTube and steal their album or listen to their album. They're, they're really dope. Um, Enemy Rifa, heavy metal band. They're really out of control. That was, they, we did a special set. I'm, I'm about to book them again, man. They're, they're dope and sick jacking and all that. I had a good time. The Minecraft show was cool. And then also the Rhyme Fest, the last Rhyme Fest with Hyro and uh, Slum Village. I actually wasn't even there. I know it kind of sounds stupid to not be at your own fucking festival, but... I kind of kept it real low that that I wasn't gonna be there because I had a private party in in Las Vegas for uh for some of my real fans. Man, shout out to Shape, Shapeshifter Shad and and like the fucking the Vegas crew out there that's out there always holding me down and shit. There's like a small contingency, like a little small gang of Shapeshifter heads, real hip hop heads. I mean, these dudes they be booking like Chesky and Existerio and Matt Trey from the league to like come to their house and play and shit. So I, I was honored to go out there and rock with the homies. So. You know, I had to go play for forty people instead of uh, my nine hundred person show. You know how that, you know how that makes a lot of sense and shit. But but I heard Ryan Fessler was really dope. I heard Supernat super 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 killed it. That's my roommate right there, revving his car like trying to get attention and shit, slamming the doors and shit like. But what about me? Anyway, but uh, it's another story. I'm gonna take a bite of a chow mein and proceed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um. I'm going to talk about some topics, you know, besides general, what's been going on in my hip-hop life. I've kind of got a, I guess you can call it a job, a, a yob, um, across the street from um, the Ukrainian Culture Center on Melrose, 4314 Melrose, between Vermont and Heliotrope. For those people in L.A. that know what's up, right there with, uh, right there where I used to meditate at, um, at this, uh, what were they called? I think it's called Against the Stream, and it's like a, 
Dharma Punk. It's like a meditation spot. We used to go meditate with uh, Existerio and a couple people for a couple years ago. It's a really dope spot. There's an ice cream spot right there. It's fucking dope. But anyway, basically Mondays through Friday from like noon to eight, I'm kind of just posted up at this store called Headquarters LA, which is like the Ryan Fest store. I just got some clothes and some shit. It's, it's kind of cool and shit. I basically wake up, take the bus, go over there and do what I would do at the house anyway, which is online promoting and, and just basically, you know, trying to take over the world and shit. I got a couch and a fan pointed directly at the couch. And, you know, people come by and shit. It's kind of cool and shit. So, you know, if you're in L.A., you can stop by. But besides what, what I'm doing, hip-hop life, um, I want to talk about last night and about hip-hop, Orange County. Um, Orange County's active, man. I got to give a shout-out to Droops, who the between the Observatory, Malone's, and the Tiki Bar is holding it down. For, the, for y'all don't know, man, the winners of this year, you know, Whittier, Whittier and Pomona have been going back and forth as the dopest hip-hop cities for about four or five years running, maybe even longer, between Whittier and Pomona, with Pomona kind of like edging out, the IE holding it down. But uh, I'm, I'm going to give an impromptu award, and even though it's still August, I'm going to give an impromptu award for Orange County as city region of the year for hip-hop, because Orange County's holding it the fuck down, man, between all the shows that go on at the observatory and all this shit, back to basics, all this crazy shit. Last night was no, uh, was cracking Apathy, self-titled, aka the Demigods, cats from the East Coast, you know, if you were a real head and shit, if you were, if you are into that kind of like, Army of the Pharaohs, Jedi Mind Tricks, Immortal Technique, Chino Excel, if you're into that like hard hitting kind of like no knocks hardcore necro nonfiction, if you're into that fucking white boy hardcore rap purist motherfucking hip hop purist shit, uh, last night was 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 a night for you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the demi guys who came out and killed it, and you know it's just good to see a, a, a cracking crowd in the OC. Motherfuckers wearing Michael Meyer t-shirts and dilated peoples and psycho Rome And I was just like, it was one of those nights, man. All the opening acts, shout, shout out to like all the opening acts that were out there fucking putting in work and shit. Everybody going for theirs. It was like a really dope, dope night where like every opening act felt like they needed to come super hard. Like they understood that they were opening up. Even though like App and Self, they're the real humble dudes that come out and play LA. People were just like... I just like, I love it when, when I see an opening act realizing like, shit, I'm opening up for Chino XL. Like, I need to fucking sweat. And they come with their hardest shit. You know, everybody was killing it. So it was a real good hip hop night. I've been having some good hip hop nights recently, but, um, people have been hitting me up, talking to me about, about my future. And, uh, and I think it goes back to like what we were talking about on your podcast where like a lot of times people, they, they, they love me so much. They want me to succeed more than I want me to succeed. I'm going to eat some Chinese food. Um, 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 people look at me and they talk to me. Man, Like last night, this brother was talking to me and he was like, I said something about I'm the hardest Mexican. Sorry, man. Let me eat this shit. You know what? Let me eat this steak real quick. Hold on. Okay. I know I was going to annoy you the whole episode. You could fast forward, but... Anyway, like, this dude yesterday was like, man, I said something. I'm the dopest Mexican to ever even swing a mic. I'm so large. I take that piece that Sabre did at the LA River, and I use it in a Sabre fight. 
And people were like, man, like, yeah, this and that. And it's like these people are just like, they want me to do better. Every show I, every show I play where I'm opening up for somebody, there, some, there's always one dude in my ear like, why aren't you headlining this show? Fuck everybody on the bill. You know, like all this weird shit. I'm just like, dude, it's cool. People are like, why are you hosting this show? You should be head. And I'm like, no, fool, it's cool. Like, there's just this weird, it's almost like people want, they hold me in a higher regard than, 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 than what they see me. They want me to be like in the back and the VIP and like, they just want me to like, I don't know if they want me to fucking come in a limo and act all snotty and shit, but I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to do it. But what I will do is, um, Somebody was talking about hip-hop stories, and they were like, tell me some of the dopest stories on the road. This is what I, I, I've literally got about six emails, and people were like, tell me the dopest stories. And I'm going to tell some dope stories. Some of the names might, might uh, be left out or rearranged for, you know, and people are fucking married and shit, I'm trying to fuck people's life up and shit. But, but uh, I'll give you an example. When I saw Mad Child at uh, the Dilated record release party. Shout out to Dilated and everybody. That was fucking live as fuck at the fucking whiskey and shit. And I saw Match Out. I didn't see Match Out in a long time. And I was just reminding myself that at one time in 2000, I had toured with Swollen Members. It was like Abstract Rude, Bus Driver, Me, AWOL. And sometimes it was Swollen Members. Sometimes it was Anacon for all you hardcore heads and shit that know what's up. And uh, one time, I just remember telling Match Out, I was telling him that the whiskey... I was like, man, you motherfuckers used to party. I don't know if you know about Match Out and Swollen Members. These motherfuckers drink. Like, they were, they had songs. I remember they would be on stage and crack beers, toast, drink them in, a, in a one take. Next song, crack a beer, drink it in one take. I mean, these fools were like, these fools were on some drinking shit. And, you know, and if you know about Match Out, you know, you know, he'd he be getting, he'd be going hard. Anyway, in 2000, I'll never forget, um, how we toured, we toured with them briefly and stuff, and it was really crazy because, dude, they would get so shit-faced that they would literally leave the show without their their DJ slash merch guy, Rob the Viking, at the time. I don't know if you know who Rob the Viking is, but he's a dope-ass producer. But this was even, like, Rob the Viking, like, when he was barely, like, their merch dude or, like, kind of vibe. And I just always remember, like, we were leaving, like, a show, and it's, like, Rob the Viking in, like, three boxes of T-shirts. Like, hey, man, these dudes left me, man. <laughs> you know? And I was like, for real? And it was like, you know what I mean? So I was, like, touring touring back in the day. People were asking me, like, tell me some crazy tour stories. I could tell you a, a story about um one that's really crazy. I, think, I don't know if I've told this one before, but one time it was, um I believe it was me, Life Rex on Circus. And I think it was a smarter tour where we took circus with us. And it was like a crazy tour, man. Like, it was like a crazy tour in the sense of like, we chose circus as the opening act because like he's a homie and I wanted to kick it with him. So we brought circus out as the opening act on the trip. And dude, circus's music is definitely, uh, you have to really like circus. You know what I'm saying? Circus will hit you with like songs that have no bass, just all treble, like, like all fucking annoying and shit. And like his, you know, he's just talking about crazy ass, deep Illuminati, like multi-level codes. He's like talking in codes where your brain, if your brain isn't, if you're not on the wavelength that Circus is hitting you with. And I remember like every night, he was our opening act. And like every night he'd be just dropping, like he had songs literally that had no bass and were all highs and like almost annoying to the ear. And I remember 
many a night standing by the door trying to convince people not to leave. Like, wait, hold on, we're next. Like, hold on, we're next. Like, don't leave. You know what I mean? Like, he was just hit. Like, Circus's music is so heavy. It just hits you like a megaton bomb, and you can't really, like, this motherfucker's over here, like, you know, breaking down. He makes you, like, tuck your... If you have a cross around your neck, he like makes you tuck it in, you know what I mean? Because you're like, what is he talking about? I don't know if my G, I don't know if my God wants to hear this, you know what I mean? His, his shit is like that and shit. So that was kind of crazy. But on that trip, I believe it was El Paso, Texas, and after the after the trip, it was one of those shows where like right next door we had like a really nice hotel room, and it was like and it was like we were partying and like it was just crazy because like we we would party and kick people out and just like. This one girl was like, I don't want to leave. I want to stay with these dudes. <laughs> and we we're like, no, nah, you got to go. And it, and it was like, and it was like her boyfriend, like, no, we should go. And we we're like, yeah, you should take your girl home. She's like, no, nah, I don't want to leave. I want to stay with these dudes. And it was like, and I was just like, damn, how could you like girl tell you that? Like, it's fucking, it's kind of cold blooded. But anyway, oh, there was some shit going on last night too. Like, I won't get too into it, but a girl I know, I was there with my homegirl, Megan. Shout out to Megan. Snowflake or no flake? That's my, that's my snowflake right there. But I was out there with Megan kicking it, and yeah, some girl I know just walked up and like bumped into her on some hating shit. It was pretty comical, man. I feel like I felt like I was wanted. You know what I mean? I felt like two women. I felt like a woman was fighting for me. It was kind of tight. But anyway, let me just for a second. But yeah, man, I've seen some crazy shit on the road. Um, I've 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 been in shows where like. We're packing up after the show, and, like, you look in the alley, and, like, somebody's, like, doggy styling a chick in the alley. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, you know? It's kind of cool. I won't mention people. I won't mention people's names and shit. But, uh, I think it would be more interesting if I mentioned people's names, right? But, okay, some TMZ shit. I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Anyway, oh, I'll tell you a funny story. This is a fucking funny-ass story. I'm sorry to be so random, but I think as I continue to eat and, and get some sugar in me, I'm full. My brain's gonna kick in. Um, I'm gonna save this episode somehow. You're gonna be like, man, this fool's chewing food. This shit was nasty. Let me take one bite of this broccoli, and I'm a, I got a dope story right after this bite. Hold on. I'm about to cut. I got a story for you. Okay. All right, so break it down. So I'm at the store right now on Melrose, like I was telling you about the Ryan Fest store headquarters, LA. There's this little neighborhood kid. <laughs> There's this little neighborhood kid, like 10 years old. A little badass kid on a skateboard, skating around, bored out of his mind. His mom works at one of the stores down the street. All the stores are connected. He comes in the store. He's always asking me for, like, a soda or some chips. And, like, I let him jump on the computer and listen to music. All this fool does is bump Little Wayne. Like, if I let him on the computer, like, to play music on the store, all this fool does is bump Lil Wayne loud as hell. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. This fool will watch a nine-minute video of Lil Wayne talking about buying clothes. Like, Lil Wayne's like, and then I was in the store buying this watch. And I was like, this is what you're watching? Like, a nine-minute video of, like, Lil Wayne, like, looking at some shoes. Like, he's just fascinated by <laughs> Lil Wayne and shit. So anyway, <laughs> so this kid, right, so so I try to show him good hip-hop. Man, he doesn't even want to fucking hear it, dog. Like, I'll play him, like, Pigeon John, and, like, he don't even give the song, like, two seconds. Like, it's like the beat just kicks in. He's like, this shit is whack. Like, you know, he's just, like, just a little kid. Like, if it's not Lil Wayne or 2 Chains or shit that's on the radio, he is not fucking with it, right? So me and him are just constantly going back and forth. I'm trying to show him some good music. Long story short, I started fucking with him, so... He leaves his Facebook open. 
So then, like, you know, at first I'm just like, I'll just type, like, I'm fat, you know, into his Facebook, like he wrote it. I'm bored. And then, like, the next day, and then I close out his page so he doesn't check it. And then the next day, his grandma wrote him. She saw that he had put that he's fat. So his grandma left him an inspirational speech, like a, like a little kid <laughs> graduating from college. And his grandma's like, just don't feel down about yourself, baby. This and that. It was so fucking funny, right? So then this fool, I showed it to him. He got, he got all mad and shit. Later, I left my Facebook open, and I think this fool put something like, I love doo-doo on my shit. And people were liking that and shit. And he was just like, what? And he was like, what does doo-doo taste like? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I looked at my Facebook, yeah, put I love doo-doo. So then I was like, all right, you're trying to fuck with me, little 10-year-old brain. It's a little 10-year-old brain. So then the next time that he left his Facebook open, which was like, I think, two days ago, I basically went and I popped up this song on his Facebook. I put this song by Curtis Plum. Do you know who Curtis Plum is? He's like a dude on Strange Famous. That go, and basically the song's called Little Wayne Try to Rape Me. And it's like this like comedy-ass song called about Little Wayne trying to rape him and shit. And so I put that on his page. And then I logged it out. And then I just like, I waited till the next day. And I was like, dude, what's up with Little Wayne trying to rape you and shit? And he was like, what, what? And then I showed him his page. And he was like, he just lost his mind, dude. And then I wouldn't let him jump on the computer. So he ran to his mom. He's like, mom, somebody hacked my profile. Was, anyway, that's the kind of shit I do over there. I thought that shit was hilarious. I know he's only 10. And maybe like Little Wayne trying to rape me is a little too hardcore. You know what I mean? But I just had to fuck with him and shit. That was... So that was kind of like one of the things that was pretty fucking funny that, that happened this week. But anyways, um, going, going back to, um, I guess I'll go back to me and, and, and what I've been going through. Like, So now, right now, you know, bouncing off of these two concerts, things are cool. You know, Mind Clouders kind of lost a little bit of dough, but the show was good and it was cool. Shout out to Earns, you know, it kind of lost a little dough. It was like whatever. Uh, I think Ryan Fest made made a little dose cool successful you know we're brainstorming constantly brainstorming about what to do next you know like i've reached i just recently reached out to black moon sean price jedi mind tricks cage blue i'm reaching out to necro I'm trying to figure out like what's the next like hip-hop hip-hop thing to do and shit so i'm working on working on some shows other than that me personally, um, just trying to get my mind right. I'm on some karma cleanup, you know what I mean? I'm trying to clean up. I'm in a weird position where, like like I said, sometimes I solicit workout. I'm like, yo, make songs with me. People pay me to do verses. And depending on my headspace, depending on whether, sometimes I can make three songs a day, five songs a day if I'm sitting in the studio and I have access and I'm good. And then sometimes I can't write for shit. I can't draw in from within and pull something out. So right now I'm trying to like line up all the things I have to do. Like I owe people verses that paid me and all that stuff. So right now I'm just trying to like line that up, clean up all that stuff. There's, you know, there's when you throw these concerts and when you do, when you do these investments, it's like gambling. You know, we went back to the gambling metaphor of uh, your, your crap of your podcast when I was talking about that. And it's like, I'm like that. I'm just very, I just take chances. I take risk. They don't always pan out. And then I just kind of, I try to, you know, I try to move forward, but sometimes there's collateral damage. You know what I mean? And it's just like, so I'm trying to like clear up all the collateral damage, trying to get people 
on my good side. People will just people just hate on you for weird ass reasons. You know what I mean? I, I posted something the other night, like late, and people just jump on you and just I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about wanting to be famous or wanting to be more famous than I already am because I I feel anxiety from the energy that I get already. Like anybody that's showing me love and people are showing me love at shows and writing me and show, saying positive shit, I, I super appreciate it. And then it, and then it just then it, it gets to this other level where sometimes you can't handle the energy. You know when you touch people, when you actually physically shake hands with people. That is a transferring of energies. So imagine in one night, 60 people, you like touch them and hug them, you know? Their fucking karma, their energy, their chi, their fucking, they could be a fucking axe murderer, you know what I mean? And they hug you and they transfer that. They could be hateful in their heart. And it's like when you do interact with them or, or touch, touch them, man, it, it really like, like in the case of last night, I left that show like, I just wanted to pass out. And it was all this energy from people like saying positive shit, people, negative shit, you know, like I had an incident with a dude yesterday where, where he was like wanted to apologize for two years ago, him getting kicked out of the observatory. And it was right around the time I was leaving the observatory and right they were kicking him out, like throwing him out on his ass. And because he was Mexican and I was Mexican and the, the homie with, with me was Mexican, we were all walking out at the same time and they were throwing him out on his ass because he was Mexican. He was on some like he said the N word with the E R, not that not that not the A right. He was like and he was like they were throwing him out and he was like get these fucking you know N words off me. But with the E R, he said that shit all crazy and then he was looking at me like yo homie get these motherfuckers <laughs> like 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 I was about to like it was supposed to be like a race war and shit like because I was Mexican I was just supposed to jump on the fucking security and shit when I didn't even know this dude you know. And so he came last night and he was at the show and he was like, yo, this shit's been weighing on my mind for two years that that this incident and I'm sorry. And I was like, man, and I was like, man, I, I hadn't even thought about that shit from that moment on. You know what I mean? But for him, he's been like, for, he's got two years of like stressing about that shit. And, I, and it was, it's funny how like people can inter, people can have like this interaction with you where they think that they think that you're actually like giving a fuck about the situation or like worried about it when you're not, you know what I mean? I'll give another example and, and I'm gonna keep it real and shit. Um, they invited me to host a show for the Cypher Effect and it's gonna have like Fora and Reverie and all these people. And I and I was like, yeah, I'll host a dude, throw me some cheese, whatever. And I just told the homie like, you know, this kid Fora, I have like a little history with a little bit. And I was like, you know, this kid, if you put me on the bill with him, I don't think this kid's going to want to fucking do it. You know what I mean? I don't know if this kid's scared of me or, or you know, he thinks I'm going to fuck him up because supposedly he had said fuck me to somebody and somebody put it in a song. What's your, what's your homie's name from, um, what was that crew called? Uh, organized Threat. What's the main dude from Organized Threat? Poetic, poetic death. Yeah, he's got like some dope ass song where he spits, where he's like dissing Fora, and he's like, he said, you got the nerve to say fuck too much, something, 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 right? So I was like, and and after that, when that song was already out, I didn't even pay attention to the song at the time. Poetic death's dope though. That song is dope, but I was just like, 
I had asked, somebody called me and was like, I'm trying to book four for like two G's. Can you call him? And I was like, sure. And I called the, the dude and was like, hey, I know somebody's trying to throw two, two yards at you. Like you want to do a show? I was like, get back at me. And he was like, yeah, I will. But he never hit me back. Like never. He just like never called me back. And then later I found out about the song. I was like, oh, he maybe thought like I was trying to set him up or some shit. Or, you know, I don't know what, what goes through the mind of of the youth and shit, you know what I'm saying? He's got way too many tattoos for his age, you know what I mean? Like, no one's lived that long, you know what I mean? Like, what, he, he's like all tatted up. I'm like, what do his tats have? Like, are they like tricycles? They're like, I don't know what, what's on his body and shit, you know what I mean? But, but, uh, anyway, but yeah, so I just told homie like that last night and I was like, yeah, man, I'm down to do it if, if, if the dude's not tripping on it and shit, you know, cause I've heard, you know, A, B, and C. And, and my, my point, I guess, is that even though Poetic Death said that in a song, I, I personally ain't, you know, I don't really care about that shit anyway, you know? Like, I'm not, for, I'm, I'm like, my history of what I'm trying to do is like, I don't really, I'm not worried about that shit, you know? I mean, I had a little incident with him at first. I did a song with him and the homie myself, and we went through a little drag about whatever their issues had or whatever. I guess like, that, you know, since I did a whole album with myself and him and myself had their little issues, I think that he he wasn't trying to fuck with me or whatever. At one point, he hit me up about trying to manage him and shit, and I tried to, like, steer him in the right direction with some cool people, but he kind of, like, flaked on a couple of meetings. So after that, I was like, dude, I'm trying to hook you up. You asked me for help. I'm not even, like, trying to, you know, you asked me. I was trying to be cool and shit because I always try to help everybody, especially people I think are cool that are dope rappers or whatever. And then... um uh, but yeah, he flaked on like a couple meetings with some big time people. So I was like, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? And I was going to actually do paid dues, the last paid dues. Like, you know, Merce was like, yo, you, would you share a set with him? And, and I was like, I don't really know him too, too good, but I will. And then I ended up kind of taking him off of paid dues. And so I don't know if he has any animosity towards that. You know what I mean? He, he, what he does musically is, uh, is, I guess, cool for his age range. You know what I mean? I don't think his fans, I don't think like, I don't think all the Forrest fans, I don't think they've even, uh, I don't think they've even started menstruating yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that his fans even have had their first menstrual cycles. So he's on like, his fans, he's got a whole, he's like a heartthrob and, you know what I mean? He's on a whole another wavelength and shit. So I wish him well, you know what I mean? And, and I wish him financial success. I don't care if people have, feel like they have beef with me or issues with me. I, I still want them to make a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like every time Odd Future gets a check, I'm I'm secretly happy for them. Like get paid. Anybody, anybody that hates me or has beef with me or all these dudes on the internet that say I'm falling off and all this, I still wish you a check. You know, I still wish you financial stability or anything that whatever the world has for you to offer in a positive way. I'm gonna eat this piece of broccoli. Um, whatever you know. So anyway, so. I'm, I think I think I was trying to go into the concept of cleaning up my karma. You know what? Give me three seconds to join this. Okay. This is not enjoyable actually to be eating in a rush. I'd like to savor my shit a little more, but whatever. It's, this shit's already bought. It's gonna get cold. Anyway, so yeah, going back to that story about the four thing, it's just kind of like you know, there's there's just always a lot of different wavelengths. There's always a lot of Everybody's got their own agenda on different shit. So, me personally, if I see it, if I hear that shit come out of his mouth like a fool's dissing me and shit, then it's another story. You know, then I'll write 200 bars 
on his head and, and go hard, you know what I'm saying? But really, the one thing I learned actually about that, even talking about this in this situation, I'm kind of giving him fame. So it's like, kind of like, I'm actually going counter against what I should really do, which is never mention shit like this. But we're on a podcast, my brain's kind of hurts. I need, we need, we need to fill, we need to make interesting shit. I, I've been looking at TMZ and MTL. So this is my like attempt to be salacious, I guess. Although I, I, I didn't even go in with this line of questioning. Actually, I, my brain, other than this Chinese food that I'm eating and knowing that I have this podcast, my brain has no other thoughts. Other than getting pussy at some point in the next couple of days because I'm dry. You know what I mean? I've gone like a couple weeks. Like, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like, we ain't getting any younger. You no, <laughs> no, that's, that, that, that was, damn, that was prison talk. Is that what you, is that what you do? Is that what you do and shit? Oh, no, those, those, those are actually girls. They're like children. It's like a children's fucking, you know what I'm saying? That's. No, for we keep we keep it uh we keep it twenty twenty something and up, you know what I mean? Even if it's twenty, we keep it twenty and up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Come on man, I gotta have you gotta have a you gotta have a fucking you gotta have a diploma to fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Or at least, you know. Yeah, you gotta I can't be your first sexual partner. But uh but uh yeah, man, so anyway, I don't know where we, where we fell into that rabbit hole of, of bullshit, but I'm just kind of like, that's just like a, oh, karma cleanup. So, yeah, I'm just trying to clean up all my shit and, um, and really tighten up my act, man. Like, I understand that I'm a brand to a degree, and, man, I've been living off, you know, whether I throw these shows and they win or they lose or rapping and all this, writing songs, man, I've been just getting by for years, and, I, and, and because I have this kind of... Uh, once again, like, I have this concept of, like, I don't really want to own nothing. I've been getting into the concept of nothingness and, you know, maybe I've been getting into the con concept of nothingness because I have nothing or because I desire nothing. You know, I don't desire anything. I don't desire anything. I don't, I don't desire it. I, I don't want, I just want to wake up, live and live and be happy. I don't want anything. I don't desire a watch. I don't desire accolades. Do I desire my rent being paid? Sure. Does I, do I desire money in my pocket to go eat some Thai food? Sure. You know, do I maybe want a car, another car, like a decent ride? Sure. Freedom. Freedom. That's it. That's really it. Freedom. Freedom to think and freedom to manifest and create is probably everything I want. That's it. I have no desire for anything in the physical. I have no, de dude, it's, as I get older, it's crazy. My lack of wanting something like, I'd be in a mall, like, why am I here? I don't want shit from here. Other than Frosty Freeze or some shit. You know what I mean? Orange Julius. You know what I mean? My desires are... My my new desires are pineapple juice, agua de jamaica, cucumbers, avocados. Like, that's... Like, when I wake up, like, a fat person, that's what I think about. I think about... I think about, like, a fucking papaya salad. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man. still think about pussy. And uh, women, a woman's affection, a woman's touch, a woman's company. I still think, I still desire to have a real um, spiritual and like intellectual connection with, with someone. And uh, women come in my life as friends all the time. And, 
and I'll meet a woman that fascinates me intellectually, mentally, and stimulates me and in friendship and I'll meet them or I'll meet or I'll meet a woman that stimulates me in you know, in the in the down regions. You know what I mean? Out here in the jungle, in the jungle. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I have those two I've yet to meet the woman you know what I've met the woman that stimulates me spiritually intellectually and physically, but she's smart enough to not want to fuck with me. She's like, you're a weirdo. Like, sometimes you look like you're balding, you know, and she's just like, you know what I mean? They're like, you make music? They don't understand that I'm walking around town with a box of CDs and shit. They're just, what? What? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? They're like, they're just like, they don't understand how they'll see me at a concert with like a thousand people like screaming at me. And then the next time I talk to them in the day, they're like, what's the noise in the back? I'm like, it's the bus. I'm on the bus, bitch. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then I tell them about having nothing. You know what? I, I won't even lie. I was having this conversation with a woman, and I was telling her about my the concept of nothingness. She was talking about a rhyme, and I was like telling her about this rhyme. Where I was like, time runs out the house to not even tell you that it's running out. My devotion to nothingness is devout. And I was like, yeah, you know, time runs out the house to not even tell you that it's running out. Like, time is running out. It doesn't tell you. You're just living, but time just running out every second. But time's not telling you it's running out. Time's not like, hey, you know, you should fucking, go, you should really kick it with your family because they're not going to be here in the future. Or, hey, you should really enjoy the fuck out of this moment because, you know, whatever. And I was explaining that to her. And I was like, my devotion to nothingness is devout. Or, like, I have this other line that I always post, like, every two weeks on Instagram where I'm like, um... I had it all and then I lost it and then and then I and then I came across it again and acted as if I never no no I had it all and then I lost it and then I found it and then I acted as if I never came across it and I, and that line I constantly bring like that line over every week I like it's almost like a mantra I'm like I had it all and then I lost it and then I found it again and acted as if I never came across it and and that's where I'm at I feel like I ha I you know I had something bigger and I had accolades and riches and then I kind of lost it. But then even with, with the ability and the intelligence and the spirituality and the support from people to have that again, I feel like I don't want it if I could have it again. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't even necessarily want that because I don't really need it. You know what I mean? Bus driver has a song where he says, I don't need this. You know, at the end of the song, Sun showers, I don't need this. And over and over, that shit replays in my mind. I don't need this. I don't need this. All the time, I'm just like, I don't need this. Like, I hear you, you know? So, so to me, it's like, I try to explain that to a woman, you know, like, the concept of that, of not wanting nothing. And she'll just look at you like, yeah, I don't really want somebody that doesn't want nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Straight up, think about it. It's like, no, nah, I don't want nobody that doesn't want nothing. Like, you know, like, I want somebody that wants shit. So, so when I do, like I said, sometimes I do meet some, some old total package women and they're really awesome. But then they're like, they just look at me like, you know, you dress like a day laborer. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, why do you, they're like, I don't know why, why my boyfriend keeps listening to your music. But when I look at you, I just see like a balding fat person. Squeak on my phone. Mm -hmm. Those noodles. Mm. Yeah. So this is the noodle. This is the Chinese food spot. 
on La Brea in Venice, next door to the police station. If you guys know, on La Brea in Venice, there's a police station right there, and then there's the, the thing with the orchard and the fucking Ralphs and the fucking... It's right there, dude, next to Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever. Not Buffalo Wild Wings. What's the, what's the wing spot? Wing stop. The green one, right? With the green motif. Chinese food is excellent. On Thursdays, they have this curry. They have this, like, tofu curry. It's awesome. But it's only on Thursdays. And it's Sunday. But, um, anyway, so, um, yeah, man, that's, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at, you know. I'm sitting here. We're coming to the fourth quarter of the year. Um, if anybody knows anything about music and the, living the music lifestyle, once November, mid-November to January hits, for people like me that are independent artists that that live off, you know, this hustle, this is the time where it's about to slow down. Mid-November, December, like, I might get some gigs. Luckily, the Visionaries are planning a gig. We're planning a 10-year anniversary of Pangea. Redmatic, I was trying to organize it. So for all you Visionary fans, I think we're going to have a Visionary show. We're trying to have it on December 13th. So it's 12, 13, 14. Like on some, you know, numerical left eye shit. On some left eye from, T, you know, TLC fucking trying to, throw, <laughs> trying to throw shit on a fucking numerical, you know. Shout out to my, um, I don't really play into that shit too much, but I did have, I did spend 11, 11, 11 with a wonderful girl, my own crochet. That was kind of tight to be like 11, 11, 11. So I understand that the, the, the importance of shit like that. But visionaries, we might be doing 12, 13, 14. 10-year anniversary Pangea, but, so I actually might have a paying gig in December, but I try to either throw shows or, shit slows down, so, so this, I'm coming to the time right now where I'm, once again, like, in my brain, I'm just like, what do I want, you know, like, people are hitting me up from other states every day, like, when are you gonna come back to this, when are you gonna come through this, we fucking love you, we're listening to music, we're all about it, and, and the fan base is growing, but I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck I want, if I want anything, you know. I want to see my nephew. I want to kick it. I want to have a fridge full of green tea. I want to have juice and fruits. And I want a woman's company. I want to go see a movie. You know, I want to man shit. I want to make out. I want to, I want to fucking have sex constantly. I want to fucking talk to someone and talk, say shit and they understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to say something about something like a TV show in the 80s and they just look at me blank. Like, But that's my fault if I date 20-year-olds. Because if they don't know about who's the boss, what am I, it's not, it's, you know, the bitch was two years old when fucking who's the boss came out. If I make a joke about Charles in charge and they just look at me like I'm blank, I'm like, well, well fuck, you're 22. Like, you were fucking, you were fucking six when... Charles in charge was on. You might have been like fucking two. Yeah. Man, I I kicked it with this one girl like a year ago, and I'll never forget when she told me her birthday. I was like, dude, I was already rapping when you fucking were fucking were born. I was like, I was like, really? I was like, I could be your uncle. I'm just fucking with you. But uh <laughs> Oh, you know what? Another thing too is uh I I actually I'll probably fuck with this next year because, man, I got too much on my plate, but I'm definitely going to try the stand-up shit. I'm going to definitely do, like, five. I'm going to try to write five minutes, and but I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. 
Mm. Another thing I want to talk about while we're talking about perception. I guess we can call this episode perception. Let me finish eating these noodles. Um, another thing I get, and I think we brought this up before, is perception is people, like I said, you know, like last night, people like, man, it's cool that you're the host, but you should be the headliner, or it's cool this and that, or like, I was on the bus the other day, and this Mexican dude's like staring at me, I'm like, you know, what's up? And, you know, after a little bit, he's like, you know, are you too mixed? I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? And he was like, literally like loud as hell. He's like, what are you doing on the bus? And I'm like, riding the bus, just like you. Like, what the fuck you mean? What am I doing on the bus? Don't you have a car? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why? He's like, why are you on the bus? And he's like, he couldn't put it together that I was on the bus. And, and, I, and actually, the funny shit was, then I saw Fat Lip from the far side on the bus. And I, was, I went to kick it with Fat Lip. And I was like, what's up, fool? You know, what's up, Fat Lip? And, and he was like, oh, I'm going to this thing. And it was cool. And it was just weird, you know, perception, you know. Like, you know, I just want people to understand, like, if you're going to listen to a podcast like this and get to know me, it's like, just understand that just like you in life, you may, you may, be, you may be married, you may have kids, you may, whatever your situation is out there, if you're living, like, comfortable, if you're fucking hanging on by a thread. You know, I had this other homie call me. He was, he was, I know he's addicted to pills. And he was calling me, and he, and, or he wrote me on Facebook, and he was just like, I'm going through it, man. I just got out of rehab, but I'm still going through it hard. And We're all in different places. We're all struggling, man. Fools are, fools are on the edge of life, dude. We're on the edge of sanity. You know, financial, there's a financial crisis, you know, economic you know, pending economic collapse, you know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of people are living on the edge, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally, whether it's spiritually. And I just want you to know I'm right there with you. And I'm right there with you. And, I, and, I, and you know, and me personally, I'm not here to judge anybody. You know, I, I think everybody has their personal battles on their own levels. And, you know, I'm sharing you minds, which is, trying to figure out as a 40-year-old man who dedicated 20-something years, 25 years of his life to a culture that still actually feeds him. And, but yet, I'm in this weird place, you know, where, you know, what am I now? Am I old school? Am I the LA Dream Team? You know what I mean? Like, what What am I? Fool? Like, like, I still serve motherfuckers. Like, I, I'm trying to write. I'm still trying to do shit. What am I? Like, I, I'm trying to brand myself, but it, people look at me like, am I a clown? It, do you feel sorry for me? Or, you know what I mean? It's such a weird hodgepodge of where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at. I don't even know what I'm doing, and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have, I'm trying to maintain a life and not have anything. I don't really want to own anything, but I still just want to live. I just want to be alive. But I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to prosper. And, and this is another thing too. And, and you're going to think I'm, you're going to think I'm making an excuse. And you're going to think that maybe you think that this is a cop out or I'm being lazy. But this is another thought that was running through my head the other night when I was in my bedroom watching, watching something. I think I was watching that show Unsung. Have you ever seen that show Unsung? It's the fucking shit. It's on TV one, which is kind of like a subsidiary of BT. BT has about two or three kind of like 
they're all like black networks that showcase a lot of black music from the 70s and 80s and dedicate shows to like Marvin Gaye and shit like that. They have the show Unsung, which is basically behind the music, VH1 behind the music, but it's for Bismarcky, you know, Shaka Khan. It's basically like fucking New Edition, Lisa Lisa Cold Jam, all the groups that VH1 would never touch. You know what I mean? Like it, Rick James. It'll show you like behind the music, like their whole career. Great show on TV One, Unsung. And I was watching one of those this week, and I was in bed watching that shit. And it was on a on a on Troop. You know Troop? You ever heard of a '90s group Troop? All I do is think of you day and night. That's all. That when I was like a little kid. I think I would, that would be the first song on, a, on, a, on my love mixtapes to girls. I used to make these mixtapes called Traffic Jam. Like, that's how stupid I was. Like, 90-minute love mixtapes to, like, girls that I like. And that would be the first song. It's Troop. I can't wait to get to school each day and wait for you to pass. Yeah, too bad. I can't sing. Anyway, where was I? Troop. Oh, unsung. Oh, nothingness. All right, cool. Here we go. So, so basically... I was laying there watching TV and I was just thinking like about as far as like, I'm going to be real with you and, and you're going to think I'm paranoid. You're going to think I'm weird. You're going to be like, no, the FBI and the government's not watching you on the shit. But I honestly think, you know, when I'm, when I'm telling you guys about, I love, I love disinformation. I love the concept of disinformation. I love kind of self-torture, self-mutilation, keeping myself down to a degree. I'm going to be honest with you. I really feel there's something inside of me that feels like, like as long as I'm, I'm always kind of holding myself back to a small degree, that I never go to that next level of fame or whatever, the next higher echelon. I feel like, I feel like as long as I have a bad rep or like a, people hate me or I, I don't do everything good that it kind of keeps me alive man I feel like I feel like I, I always dream about winning the lottery you guys ever have the dream about winning the lottery who doesn't right who's like who's not like I literally 170 million dollars you know what I mean like then I'm gonna pay everybody I owe and say fuck the world and just take off get me a hot bitch and roll with my family and be in Hawaii I'm gonna go to Hawaii fucking for a, you know like that's I've dreamt that for someone that that wants nothingness I've had the lottery dream too so I show you contradiction that I am but anyway um I I literally like there's a part of me that feels like 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 if you're too famous I just feel like I, I wouldn't like it you know what I mean I wouldn't like that that TMZ shit I wouldn't like that I already get my privacy invaded I already get that on a small level and and I, and it, it it's starting to stress me out and everybody's like, you're so cool. You'll fucking talk to your fans and you talk to everybody. And I, and I do, I, and I like it. But it's like, sometimes it's information overload, you know? It's like, like, like yesterday, dude's like, remember me? I'm David. I'm like, I know 60 Davids. You know what I mean? So it's hard. I'd be like, I know your face, dude. But it's like, knowing that you're David, <laughs> well, there's like 60 Davids in my life. There's 10 Davids in my family. And it's like, so it's like, I'm starting to like, I'm very fearful of my phone. My phone scares the shit out of me. The week that we throw shows, my phone, when my phone's like, bing, 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 b
and it's all these calls, you know what I mean? And, the, and they're, and, and even the brothers from this podcast, you know what I mean? I know you're calling me like trying to get Foro's phone number off me, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't have all, I don't have all the answers, you know? And I'm just fucking with you. But, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I didn't know you were gay for Foro, that's crazy. But anyway, but, uh, yeah, man, it was just like, sometimes it just gets overwhelming and I get overwhelmed and I shut down and, you know, me personally, man, I don't know what I want. You know, the, even this podcast, it's like a blessing from y'all. If you guys weren't coming to my house and dropping this shit on me, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't get done. It's like, the, it's you that, that you guys are doing this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just sitting here with no plan, you know, and I like it. I like having not, not having a plan. I might, I might be boring the shit out of you in this podcast, but, but it's just like, I just want you to understand that that, that, you know, my half my life is over and I'm still square one every day, wake up like what? Oh, I got $50 in my pocket. Okay. Yeah. What's the plan today? I'm like still there. I'm like, I wipe the slate clean spiritually almost every day or every week. And I, and I can start over and it's like new friendships, old friendships, interactions, people, negative haters that sometimes I'll be having a great day. And the next text is like pure hatred. Pure, pure negativity, pure sadness, pure just bullshit and misunderstanding. And, you know, and then that can come in waves and waves and waves of that shit. And then, and then, and then on the other hand, boom, a smile, positive words, business being generated, family, you know, so, so I'm, you know, we all go through it. I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, I'm not trying to sound like, like, like a baby and shit. Like, I don't know what the universe is going to take me and all that bullshit. I'm not, I don't want to be a hippie because I'm not trying to be a hippie. You know, it's like failed hippie, failed businessman. Want to wish that I could stand on art. You know, one thing that Chino Excel was talking about last night on during his stage was like, do, do, do lyrics really matter? After every song, he'd be like, do lyrics still matter? And the crowd's like, Yeah every song do lyrics still matter and, and and when he says that i'm just like yes like yeah man like does does music still matter does art still matter does does the selling of art and the creating of art do they go together you know what is my future is is that you know it, you know i've pimped myself so much like what, what is left to sell, you know, like, like I, like I, like I said that one time with Bonnie Blue, when she was here, you know, I've sold my soul so much to the devil that now I'm just selling lithographs of my soul. Like, what is there, what is special about another song for me if I have 1300 compositions? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, where do I keep digging in the well and shit? So, I, that's where I'm at. If you could, if you could bear with me for 10 seconds, I'm gonna eat a piece of this beef. I don't know, man. You got some questions for me? Yeah, you, yeah. Where do you think this is going? I want some evaluation. Are we, are we just floating in space, or this is this is gonna be the last? It's gonna be the last part where I where I eat. This is the last bite for like 10, 15 minutes. So bear with me for thirty more seconds. Mmm. 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 -hmm. 
Okay. So, yeah, man, I don't know. If I look inwards, man, that's really all that comes out. Other than, you know, that's all that really comes out, man. It's like this whole weird place that I'm at. And then, you know, there's another part of me that wants to laugh, wants to be funny, wants to be clever. Wants to be loved. And, and, you know, kick it. And, you know, my reputation, like I told you, I'm all about disinformation. So, my reputation, to some people, is all, it's stellar. To some people, it's garbage. And I guess I, I want it that way. I want it. I, I love disinformation. If you don't really know me, unless you really hang out with me, really fucking hang out with me. You fucking, we, we're actually in the physical, kicking it, talking, building, having a good time, enjoying ourselves, talking about music, life, whatever. If you don't know me on that level, then 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 whatever the stories out there, like how you said that stupid story about me taking some fool's lady or all that bullshit, all that shit, which ain't true or whatever, all the half-truths, fuck it, let it exist, you know what I mean? Let it, that just, you know, Tumex stole the ice cream from me, you know, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it, you know what I mean? Tumex, I was at the show and I seen Tumex digging in his butt, you know what I mean? Like, whatever, man, like, you know, dumb shit, you know what I mean? Do, do, you, uh, do you celebrate your birthdays? No, to celebrate my birthday, yeah. The question, do I celebrate my birthday? No. My family is real. I, only because I have a nephew now do we even celebrate Christmas. My, my family would drop me off at church and then not go. And then expect me to go and be fucking loyal to the fucking Catholic church. And I'd be like, you've never go to church. You drop me off at church. You know, on my street, my, my, my madrina and her family, which was like my other family, and this other neighbor family called the Gonzalez's who... Who my, my first DJ Gonzo was from there, they were church going people like tough. And my mom would drop me off with them and expect me to. And I was, I was into church forever. I was at, I went to see the Pope at Dodger Stadium in 87. You know what I mean? Like I was in church. I used to collect cardboard. We would go on Fridays to Culver City in the warehouse district and pack up trucks full of cardboard, stack cardboard. A mile high, wrap it up and take it to downtown, sell the cardboard, give the money to church. I was into church hard, so. But yeah, no, my family, we don't celebrate birthdays. I'm real disconnected with that. You know what? I don't, we don't buy presents for each other, for anything. Like my, my parents' birthday is like, happy birthday. My, my birthday is like, happy birthday. My mom might give me $50 or $100 or something. My sister, my sister Nancy is the closest thing to, uh, trying to be like that my sister's like my laptop somebody some fucking bitch stole my laptop from this house some crackhead homie of mine so my sister bought me like a new laptop like some little walmart laptop and it's like my sister's the only one that buys presents you know i don't really like i don't even think on those levels like dude and i'm not even gonna be real you might think i'm a dick but my mom would be like you know it's your dad's birthday friday and i'm like oh cool like i don't even i have to be reminded like like i I just we don't even like easter thanksgiving maybe you know we just we don't we live a weird thing like that maybe my last birthday somebody gave me something i mean you know people give me like fans or girlfriends or my roommates or whatever some people i get presents i just don't i don't like 
I'll be honest with you. The only time I I'm, I live that celebratory life is if maybe I'm in a relationship with someone and they said they're, you know, I was dating a girl that uh, her family was really dope. Every Sunday they barbecued Mexican family, big Mexican family. And they were like every Sunday, basically, she was like every Sunday is dedicated to my mom, my parents, grandma, the aunts, everything like 30 deep. And I was like, every Sunday? She was like, every Sunday? That's all we... And I was like, I'm jealous of that. You know what I mean? But we, you can't manufacture that. That's one thing me and my sister Nancy talk about. Like, we have... We've been having more parties because of the baby. The baby brings... Has been bringing our family together, but... Which is awesome, but... Which I guess babies do. But, yeah. Like, me and my sister talked about it. Like, well, we can't fake it. Let's not fake it and do more than... It's like the LA Kings, right? The LA Kings won the Stanley Cup. Just because they're from LA, I'm not going to fake it like I like the Kings. I don't like hockey, and I don't, but I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon because they're hot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't fake it. I can't. I can't fake it. I can make a mistake and I can lag. And sometimes I don't do the things I'm supposed to do. And, and, and things can fall through the cracks, but I don't want to fake it. I don't want to be fake about that shit. I don't want to, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm disconnected to that, man. Like, I have a weird disconnect with, with items and shit. You know what I mean? But people hand me shit all the time. People hand me art all the time. You know what I mean? I got a, I got a weird disconnect with when it comes to materials and shit. But, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah talk to me, man. Let's have a Q&A and shit. Actually, the only reason I'm grabbing the mic is because I know you won't do this. Uh, before we ask you questions, I do have a couple questions for you. This is Chris from Crabby Awesome, by the way. Uh... We want to do a live Tumex podcast. So mm-hmm. everybody who's listening, if you're listening, let us know if that's something that you'd want to go see or go to. We, it's going to be like a really small audience. We want to do like a private function. And it'll be basically Tumex up on a stage interviewing, kind of like a late night talk show. Yeah, let's do it at the store, thing. man. Let's do yeah. it at the store. And you know what? I want. Yeah, let's do that. And then like ask people to come and tell. And I'll be like, I'll promise I'll answer any question. That would be great. Like a big Q&A. Honest, the reveal. Tumex, the reveal. <laughs> you know? Like, just fucking like, have you ever had an STD? Like, really, like, all real embarrassing shit. Or right, I had a question for you. When you were talking about <laughs> girls and stuff. Yeah. Um, you love that, huh? You love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you love that shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, talk to me about your sexual exploits. <laughs> no, but do you, when you go on dates, like, do you go on dates? Like, do you, like, is your intention, like, I'm going to take a girl out on a date and I'm going to do stuff to impress her? Like, do you ever do that? When Do you remember the last time you did that? Like, whatever a traditional date would be. I, I date on two levels. One level, strictly friendship. I love a woman's company. So I date, I can date someone and already from the friendship I have with them, I'm like, I ain't trying to fuck, I ain't trying to do nothing, I ain't trying to step over boundaries. I, ain't, I just enjoy myself. No, what is better than being out at night with a beautiful woman having great conversation? You know what I mean? Like friendship, real shit. That's pimp shit, real dope shit. There's that level, and then there's the other. The only other level I have is dating when I with somebody that I am intimate with, and there's romantic dates, which is it's me and you. We're on a fucking date. We're macking. We're fucking. Yeah. Well, what is that? Right? What does that consist of? Um, like, are you going it, like, only, I, I it made just depends dinner on the reservations. Person. Have you done that? No, like, no, no. But my, my main, my main love is eating. So no, uh, on any date, I mean, my goal of any date is to go eat something good 
and and just be in some dope company. I guess what I'm asking is, uh-huh. is it more to entertain you? Do you feel like it's like I'm going to do something that's entertaining to me, and then hopefully they like it? How is it not only for you? Of course, it's for you. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, what well, do you? What no, did you not go necessarily. Because if you're going to go on, a, if you're going to go out, and you're going to spend fifty bucks, yeah. Of course, it's for your personal. Dude, time is of the essence in life. Like, all we have is memories. All, all I have is all. I, I mean, unfortunately, this is how I feel. All I have is memories. What a beautiful memory to spend time with somebody and, and enjoy and talk and kick it and fuck, dude, fall into a concert, fall into a movie, fall into some food. Like, it's, I know what you're trying to say. You're saying like, do I do things to impress? For sure. Or for have sure. you? Oh yeah, for sure. Of course, man. I mean, what's? Let me impress you by going to fucking take you to somewhere to eat. Bomb. Let Let me impress you by taking you to a dope show. Let's go see a dope movie. It doesn't really get beyond that with me. Like. You know what I mean? Like, let's, usually because I'm in this game, it's like, oh, let's go see Atmosphere Friday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's go see fucking something cracking. Uh, it's it's always dope to be somewhere, you know. I'm just saying, for me, what I get out of it is there's two levels. There's, if I feel like I'm on a romance level with someone, then then you're on that romance date. And if you're on, and then there's the other date where you're just on that. Just kicking it with somebody. That's cool. So I know I'm old enough to know to distinguish both. I'm not trying to cross the line on a, on a friendship date when I'm, I'm just kicking it with somebody. And then on the other hand, the romance date, it's already been set. You know, you know who likes you and who doesn't. You know what I mean? I don't know. Are you married? Do you have kids? No. Let me ask you. No. Do you date? Yeah. Are you, are you dating somebody now or do you like mm-hmm. date randomly? Yeah. So, so you know who likes you like that. Right. Like, dude, you, you really... I heard once that a girl knows if she likes you the first five minutes, right? And I thought it was like 15 seconds. Seconds, right? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. even like that. Uh-huh. I think that's true. I think it's true because I know who who's affectionate towards me and who's trying to love me and be touching me. And then I know who's just kind of like, you're a cool dude, just chill. And I'm not necessarily, that ain't nothing there, or you know? And I'm happy with both. I'm comfortable with myself to be able to do both. Because, dude, like, I... I, ha- I guess I'm not trying to sound like, that sounds so whack to say, but I have it like that. I'm cool. I got people, I got romance department covered. Yeah. And sometimes I want to go out with somebody and, and it, it isn't about romance. It's about being, it's dope. And then, it, it, and it just inadvertently turns into a good look. Yeah. Or to a look where people get jealous or make stories up or be like, look, I've seen this. You know, I have so many homegirls. I have this one homegirl that, that, that dissed the shit out of my other homegirl. And she was like, when I introduced her to her, she's like my homie's lady. And she dissed the shit out of her. And she was like, oh, I was like, this is my homegirl. You remember her? We smoked the other day. And, and she just looked at me and goes, Alex, there's so many. And I was like, damn, that's a fucked up thing to say, you know? Because I made home, but homegirl understood because I was just my friend. But it just made her, you know, feel like, like, damn, okay. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, when someone says that to the to your date or whatever, it makes your date be like, oh, like, you know what I mean? That's kind of a fucked up thing to say. You know? <laughs> so, so it's kind of like, but I'm comfortable enough to, like last night, um, I told my, my homegirl that I was kick, just kicking it with, it's just my homegirl, I was like, yeah, I know you felt that kind of weirdness from some that girl bumped into you or like you were getting like some looks from other chicks and they were probably like, you know, hating on you. She's like, yeah, I felt a little bit of that. And I was like, 
I don't really want to put you through that. Like, I don't, I don't like putting my friends that I bring to shows that may be a date or whether it's romantic or just friendship. I don't like to put them through what I have to deal with. Because sometimes I got to deal with people and their heavy emotions. Because people sometimes are real heavy with theirs. You know what I mean? So I, I you know, I like, I, I can deal with it. And, I, and I, I enjoy the praise and the, and the good words. And the, Man, there's nothing doper than somebody talking to me about hip-hop. I love when somebody knows as much about hip-hop as me or more. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love when someone brings talking about Michael Myers or Western Hemisphere and Razkaz and Saphir and the Freestyle Fellowship. You fucking talk to me about real hip-hop, I'm all about you. So I love it, but, you know, sometimes the heavy emotions that people have I don't like to subject my, my, my friends to that. But, but your dating pool, which is what, 25-ish? Age-wise? Yeah. Um, under it, it 25 depends. and under? It depends. Nah, I think it's like... What's the oldest you've gone? The oldest person As I've dated... As of recent, within the last two or three years. The oldest person I dated... I dated somebody that was... <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucked up. The oldest. I dated somebody that was... 30. And that was pushing it. 27. I dated someone that was 27, and that was like the oldest person I dated. I mean, we, we, we talk about it on our show a lot. We've talked about that topic a lot. Uh-huh. For guys, and this is the thing, and I understand it's, it's not fair, so girls don't get all fucking pissed. It's not fair, though. But at a certain point, guys, depending on whether, like, you are considered, whether you believe it or not, uh, successful in in the, the pursuit of your art or pursuit of who you're trying to be. Whether you see that or not, which you usually don't. But as long as you do that as a guy, your dating pool stops. Like it stops getting any older at a certain point. Like it, right. I was just talking to, you remember um, Peaky from the UK when yep, he came yep, over? Yep, yep. Okay, well, he's like 19, right? And he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, I noticed people he's in... 19, he's like 11 teen. Yeah, 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 really. <laughs> he's like... He's like a. He was talking about how uh, people date younger here. He said he's like, yeah, people date younger here or whatever. And I was explaining to him that because that's an actual thing. People have written like papers on this mm-hmm. that at a certain point, as long as a guy can stay successful or you know maintain themselves and whatever it may be, their dating pool will stop getting older. Mm-hmm. Whereas with women, that doesn't happen. In fact, it's almost impossible because a younger guy will always that. see an older girl as a conquest. Uh-huh. As opposed to somebody who they could spend their lives with, it's just a conquest. It's you know what it what it is is that is is that women. No, what I think is that women over twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, if they're not already, they're they're either taken or or highly jaded. Right. So you know what I'm saying. So I feel like a lot of women are jaded at a certain age, whereas me, even though I'm, I'm forty one, I date women that are in their early to mid 20s it's more of a freedom thing and and I mean and I honestly just mean a freedom thing cuz I don't necessarily have a 9 to 5 job all the time it's a freedom thing of like younger women can just you know be spontaneous dude I will call somebody at 9:30 no plans and I'm like what are you doing you you want to kick it and who's going to who who has access to to dip to do something at 9:30 with no 
No, it wasn't like I right. talked to you Wednesday and said, you want to go out with me Friday? It was like, no, it's fucking Friday and it's 1030. And I'm like, you want you want to go get some food? And somebody just in their early 20s is more ready to jump out the house and run out and go do shit as compared to somebody that's older that might have plans. Absolutely. Does things in a more old-fashioned way. So I look at it that way, to be honest with you. And But, I mean, that's that's logically, that's one of the reasons why that dating pool stays the same. And I was explaining to Peaky because... I was like, dude, you're not gonna. You'll understand as long as you keep doing good and being successful, you're gonna be 30, and all of a sudden you're gonna realize, like, wow, I don't really date. I'm not dating a lot of girls that are like old, because he, you know, he's like 19, so an older yeah. girl to him is like, well, I'm 20, dating an yeah, older yeah. girl, like that's cool. I would. I'm sorry, man. If there's any women out there over 30, 35, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you're an awesome person, I'm fucking with you. It's just, I women that are older too, they they really want to lock you up real quick for sure. And, and, and that's something also, too, that I'm, you know, I have my commitment issues just like anybody else. But my commitment issues always had to do in the past with with finance where I was like, I don't know if I can move in. You can move in with me. You know, I won't I won't get too much into it because I'm not. I mean, I guess the show is about me airing out my business. But someone I saw in this year was from another state and they came out here. And basically, like, if I wanted to, I could have said move in with me. And, and I would have a, a woman with a kid living here, and I probably would have a relationship with a woman and a kid. But it, but I don't know if I, you know what I mean? It's like I don't know how to jump. That's like A to D. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I have my me personally. I have my opportunities, and I have a lot of cool people. I have a lot of cool friends, and I have people that you know, like I said, romance wise, I don't know, like. I will, I'll just say that when it comes to romance, I'm cool on that. Like I, I, I could have that, I guess. So, and I, and I'm, and I think if you, when you can say that statement, when you can say I have that, I guess it's easier to, to have it or not when you want it. You know right. what I mean? And that's just what it, it's really about that. It's really like, you know, my homegirl was just over here. I won't mention her name, but she was telling me that she's been dating this dude hardcore and he won't commit to, to her. And I'm like, well, he's not going to commit to you. Right. But you, you guys go out on the weekends, you guys make plans, y'all go to Vegas, obviously y'all intimate, y'all have it. I was like, why would he commit to you? He has everything he wants. He has you whenever he wants you, and he has, you know, you guys Somebody have a good time. Somebody was telling her that? No, well, she was telling me that she was really, she's mad because somebody she's been dating on and off oh, for about gotcha, a year gotcha. and a half, he hasn't officially committed to her. And, that, and she's like, this is the only dude I fuck with for a year and a half and we fight or whatever but she's like this is the only guy I'm with for like a year and a half and we go out I know his family I know all his friends almost every weekend we plan shit we do shit but he won't commit and since he doesn't commit she's sad because she's like I don't know if I want to walk away or make a stance Yeah. and I was just basically because I'm real about it I'm like look well why would he commit he's got everything he needs from you if you don't walk away from him and show him what he's missing then then maybe he'll realize and roll. But, you know, sometimes it's like, if you can have it like that, then why aren't you going to have it like you, that? I mean, you don't find it strange that at this point, like the concept you're saying right now, right? Yeah. It's not like you just invented that right now. It's, every guy knows this. Like, well, any guy who has, has a good head on their shoulders knows if you can do that. Like, I, I think most guys I know that are at least single and dating, that is kind of their goal. Like, their goal is to, to be able to have a girl who... Basically, Sundays, nothing's on TV, 
It's boring. It'd be cool to have a girl over, hang out. And guys yeah. who – and the more of the, the girls you have like that, the happier you seem to be. But the problem is, is that for girls, like if we're talking for them, right, if we're representing for girls, it, that that pool recycles itself over oh, and yeah. over. Because eventually those girls get older or they meet somebody who is w- willing to settle down and then they're gone. Because I've talked about this on the show for a lot sure. of times. I'm very used to that. I've already come to the conclusion. I'm going to date a girl until she can't basically take it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, she's basically like, okay, you know what? Are we going to settle down, settle down, settle down? No, 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 no. Okay, then they move on. And you just have to kind of be cool with that. There was a point where when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, fuck, I lost, you know, damn, she was cool. I have to be frank now. It doesn't really bother me that much. No, I I agree. I mean, you know. I, like I said, I'm 41, man. Like I'm, I'm definitely trying to have something deeper now, and and I've pushed away things a lot in the past, but now, but it, once again, with that comfort, when you have that taken care of, yeah, it makes you reluctant to really be in something serious because you're like, here I have the ability to go out with friends anytime I want, just have a woman's company and be cool and have some really great female friends. And then if I'm feeling horny, yeah, I've got somebody too that I can be intimate with. So who, who loses in that? The girl that you're being intimate with that only, but you know what? And now in a new age that we live in, a lot of girls like it like that too. They like having just somebody on the side or whenever they want, but at some point, they're going to get older and they're going to get tired of it. Sure. And they're going to find the, the the dude, you know. I, I, I have this one, um, I had this one girl from like, what is it now? We're in 2014. Jesus, seven years ago. I'm old, man. I'm old. But I'm, and I'm not going to, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but man, this bitch is bad. Not a bad bitch. Like, bad. BMW driving, fucking bomb ass job fucking bomb it like i would compare this chick to rihanna you know what i mean like this bitch was bad i I couldn't even believe i came up on her she you know she came up on me and 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 we we only dated for like a month and a week or something like we hooked up dude she was exciting as fuck intellectually intelligent hipster sexually out of control everything was cool she used me up for about six weeks and then just kind of was like i'm gonna go back with this other fool and just and it wasn't like my heart was broken out, but I was like, damn, you know what I mean? I was like, damn, I got used up, kind of. And I was just like, I mean, I was like, instead of being, and I was sad about it, I ain't gonna front, but instead of feeling sad about it, I was like, damn, that was fun. You right, know what I mean? Right, and right. if you can handle that, if, as a man, maybe. It's like a vacation. Could, well, it was, yeah, it was, just, well, it was just like. It came and went. Man, in 2007, I had, that summer, I had this baddie ass bitch. I was cool. And so me, even though, like, your soul, look, your soul's still lonely, but, you know, you just got to ex- chalk up that experience to being something that was tight and be like, and you know what, man, like, I'll, I'll keep it real, like, sometimes these relationships, a, a deep conversation, whether, dude, affection happens, affection can happen or whatever or not, dude, sometimes I've had some incredible, cause smoke fucking blunt and kick it with a girl for hours and not try to fuck her and just walk away like that shit was awesome and not giving that and be fucking like i'm cool 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know what? I will tell you this, and this is, I'll tell this to the dudes out there that think I'm a fucking sap or think I'm a fucking trick or some dumb shit. Dude, telling you, man, you have fucking five or six women like that in your life, nigga, it, it makes you feel good about yourself. You have some bomb-ass chicks that just come, like, come, I'm, I'm gonna come over, baby, and smoke. I'm gonna come over and kick it for five hours. Let's watch a movie. Let's go fucking chill. And it's like, the end game isn't, isn't always about fucking. You know what I'm saying? Cause, cause the women that, that, I, that I do get to be intimate with, they're dope too. I'm not trying to say that the women that I, that I hook up with are not as dope. I'm just saying there's some women that put, that are attracted to you and some women that aren't. I mean, that's just the way it is. Like, as a man, you must understand. Dude, golden rule number one for all men, you must not want, you mustn't try to fuck every woman you meet. You mustn't try to fuck every beautiful woman that you meet. If you fucking can really learn that lesson to not try to fuck every beautiful woman you meet, then you will, you might have a lot of beautiful women in your life and it will lead you to beautiful women. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cause you're, cause people, beautiful cause, women produce more beautiful yeah, women. Yeah, dude. Cause then they're like, dude, this dude's my dude. You know, like I've, I've had women recently. I had my homegirl trying to hook me up with this inc- incredible bra, but I, I was just telling her like, I, my, I got, I was like, my, my dance card is full right now. I'm, I got, I'm good. But she was just like, and I was just like, it's so dope to have a dope woman banging super hard to get this other dope woman to like you. And I was just like, thank you. Like, it's, it's good to know that, that, you know, you can, you can get that. There's so, no better wingman than a hot girl. Right, right. Exactly. It, but, but, you know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, but that's great advice for guys. Okay. This is what we're going to do. Because you've written a lot of songs for girls, about girls. Girls are a big part of your life. So this time, what you're going to do right now, and you can't, you can't benefit guys in any way with this advice. It's like you're giving advice to your sister. How should they handle a guy like you? The, the best advice I could say, if you really want a guy like me, and, and you want to see if a guy like me will really be loyal to you, put it out there. Put put the ultimatum up. I want something real. If you want something real with me, let's fucking go. Yeah. And then you will see if a guy runs away or if a guy's trying to make it happen. And and if you're in and if, if you guys have that connection, you deserve nothing but that. And you deserve nothing but a real man trying to fuck with you. And if he doesn't, then you know the answer. Like I was telling you about my homegirl with the guy that doesn't want to commit. I was like, you know the answer to this question. You know what I mean? That was my ultimate. I was like, he has everything he wants, so why would he like? Why would he want to change the program? It's up to you to give him an ultimatum, and then if he doesn't do it, then that was your answer right there. And she and I remember her being like, "Well, next month we already have a trip planned, so I don't want to break up with him now because next month we've got this whole weekend planned." I was like, "That's whack." I was like, "You better fucking put the ultimatum to him now." And if it and if and if you walk away from him, then take somebody else. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's basically about man, it's about commitment. And if you really, I've had many a good woman walk away from me because I couldn't commit to them. And and all I could do is really be real, like is applaud them for being being smart. I've I've said that on this show before. Like, I've had women that are so dope that they're smart enough to not want to fuck with me if I w- if I couldn't give if I couldn't be that dude. There's a lot of you know what? There's a lot of men that I can't be. I can't be the man that every Friday after you get off of work is going to take you to the bar, dress up and spend $200 at the bar. And I- I'm not that dude. 
I'm not, I'm not the fucking, you know, I'm not the, you know, there's a lot of dudes that I'm not. So I know what, what kind of dude I am and my limitations, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I, I from a woman expect just, you know, some companionship and I expect, I love letting a woman breathe. That's another thing, man. And for women too, like, you gotta let somebody breathe. I think that's the biggest key to anything. You gotta let them breathe. Like, as much as, if you're at a spot and she's in the back of the house, in the backyard kicking it with everybody and you're in the front yard kicking it, you gotta let her breathe. You gotta have that confidence. And I think that's what men, women don't do it. Dude, my homegirl over here was trolling this dude's Instagram. All, all and day. She was just like, look, he fucking, this, this chick posted a picture of her in a bikini and this dude sent a smiley face and all this shit. And I was like, dude, the more you look into a man's phone or into his social media, then, then all you're going to see is things that you're going to interpret as whack shit. Yeah. So they start to fill in the story for themselves. That's why I don't, well, you know what? That's why I have no shame in my game. I fucking, if you look at my Insta, go look at my Instagram. If you see the last 100 likes, 95 of them are fucking pictures of women. I just like, boom, a, a girl looks pretty in a picture. Like a girl's booty looks like, I just don't give a fuck. It, just, it doesn't mean that I'm pursuing them. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to date them or side jab at them at the side. You know, you know, I have a song, you know, surveillance. Uh, and no, I don't want to work for Diddy. And no, I'm not trying to fuck you when I tell you that you're pretty. I could tell you that you're beautiful and pretty all day. It doesn't mean I'm trying to fuck you. It doesn't mean I want to fuck. I'm just saying you're beautiful. You're a beautiful person. You look good. It's cool. Yeah. So would, I think that would be cool to fuck. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but not, 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 you know, like you, you have to, you can't just throw, you can't just cast a wide net and see what the fuck drags in. You right. know what I'm saying? Like maybe when I was younger. But that's just, you, you you know, dude, so I learned that lesson, dude. I live that double life. I live that triple life. It doesn't do anything for your soul at the end. You're just fucked. All you end up is broke and, 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 you know, you end up broke and kind of like exhausted. And then, and then maybe you hurt people. You know what I mean? Like in exchange for busting nuts, you know what I'm saying? Like. There's a better. There's got to be better ways. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. Know I mean? I'm, I, you know, in my younger thinking, busting a nut was objective number one. So you would do anything. I've told. I remember. I remember when in my early twenties, I told women I love them just because I was trying to fuck, and I was just fucking lying, and it was whack. Yeah, I don't do that, Peaky. It was whack. Yeah, I don't do that, Peaky. <laughs> but I was like, you know, Peaky is so small, dude. Like. He's Peaky's killing like, it, dude. He's killing it right now. Shout out to Peaky, by the way. He's, he's like, in Europe he's, destroying he's it. He's like right the now. weekend and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's the weekday. I think we can wrap up. Word. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, wait. I want to give a quick shout out, especially for the, the listeners to your show, because they keep supporting it. It keeps getting bigger. Um, There's a dude, Spencer. Shout out to Spencer. Shout out to Spencer. Because he comments on everything, every podcast that we ever make. He's on it. Shout out to you, Spencer. You're fucking All right, awesome. Man. And uh, uh, I was because we were talking about Fora. <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't even I don't even know Fora. But um, J- uh, what is Jip Hop? Is it Jip Hop, Eddie? Jip, um, fuck uh, the the guy, our super fan. He puts up every he puts a screenshot of your show every every time it's up. I'm about to listen to this. About to listen to this. Oh yeah. I think he go. It's I think on Twitter it's Jip Hop or something like that. Or, but he used to go by fuck something. 
Fuck Gilmore. Okay. Shout out to him because he's constantly pushing it. Oh, yeah, man. He listens to it, and then after he, he like, comments on a bunch of stuff that you've said, quotes you. It's, That's it's dope. Awesome. Yeah, Shout man. out to him. And, by the way, huge Flora fan. That guy? So you might have just lost him. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Fool. It's all good, fool. <laughs> like... He's been wanting Fora on one of our shows. Like, so, oh, so okay. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Fora, man. Nobody's like, hating. Misunderstood. Fora. He's like a. He's like a wet puppy. I, I kind of feel. I just feel sorry. He's like. Crappy awesome is not. So, does not endorse. Like, I don't. I don't like. Any of these so it's not like I'm not. I'm not stressing that brother, man. Like I wish that brother nothing but success. You know what I'm saying? He's still on my Facebook. He plays shows. He's doing great, man. Like, oh, he I suppose, me. and all those dudes, like, they're, they've got their unit cracking. Like, yeah. dude, get paid, homie. Like, get they paid. Are. I'm not really tripping on paid. that shit, man. Like, I don't, I don't hate on anybody getting a check, fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, as you get older and you live life, then, then, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's any more space for tattoos in the future for him. But like you know what I'm saying, like, you, so, maybe but you you're hosting surrogate. that show though. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, you don't know we'll, we'll figure. It. I'm down for it. Let's like Reverie, Gavlin, all those people. Shout out to Reverie. Yeah. I still owe Reverie like 200 bucks. What's up, girl? I'm gonna get at you. Fucking Gavlin, self provoked. All those dudes are yeah. awesome and shit. Yeah, man, I ain't tripping on none of that shit. But they're they're awesome. But yeah, yeah, man, I'm not tripping on that. I'm just fucking. They're jokes, man. Like I'm not really like, I'm not really tripping on that shit, man. Like I wish people well, and. uh as far as hating on them, like, eh. If I hate on people, it, it's it's definitely, it's definitely I'm just talking shit because I'm a master shit talker. You know what I mean? I would do that instead of like, you know what I mean? If I really put bars on people, man, I'll, I'll put bars on people, fool. Like, I, I ain't really tripping on that shit, fool, you know? Well, well if I put bars on people, that shit will end up on World Star, you know what I mean? That's on, I'm on another level, fool. Like, I'm, I'm trying to kill Eminem on some shit. But, um... Any, anyhow, yeah, I just want to say shout-outs to even the people last night, the homies at the Tiki Bar that were the supporters and people. Man, I've been getting a lot of shit about the uh, – a lot of positive info about the podcast, so I know it's going down. We're going to have some guests coming up. We're going to have Vel the Wonder pretty soon. We're going to have my homie DJ House Shoes from Detroit who's like, this motherfucker's hip-hop to the motherfucking core. I'm going to get him to talk about Jay Dilla and experiences he had with them because he's from Detroit from that era and was the main, you know, he's from that whole world out there. And I want to talk to him about some real hip hop shit. And he's got albums that are dope. He's a true fucking like hip hop bleeding out of that fool's blood. I'm going to have Mark Love, a Zulu King Mark Love and shit from B-Roll TV pretty soon as a guest. If I can get his fat ass on the couch over here. And then um, I'm going to have some other people like Circus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to try to have a circus show and just blow your, you know, I got guests, man. I got Razzcast coming soon i got a lot of good shit coming up so i want to thank you for um for being down and shit and uh a couple things i wanted to say was you know what's going to really bring a lot of attention is this next show that i'm doing um i'm because i'm throwing it myself so the i'm going to make 15 to twenty-five thousand flyers i say the two max hologram podcast presents the next show so and even your boy um wake the flock up he he hit me up. He wanted to sponsor the flyer, and so so we're gonna have wake the flock up. Concept seven one. Yeah, concept. Who by the way what says up? that every time he sees you, you don't remember him. I do remember. By the him. way, I I can vouch for that. Alex barely remembers us. Oh no, nah, dude. You know what? People hit me with that shit. Like, look at me on my you, eyes. Oh, concept. uh, concept's my boy. Fool, like I know that fool. Like, it's just that fool be texting me. Fool be getting like three phone numbers in a year, and so you know what I'm saying. Like, 
It's like, am I supposed to know your phone number and shit? Like 714? No, that's my boy, dude. But he was hitting me up. And we're gonna get some sponsors, so, so I'm gonna I'm I'm definitely rep the wake the flock up on my on twenty five thousand flyers. So shout out to all the Curtis King and all the podcasts you guys got going on there. And um, what was the last thing I wanted to say? There was something else I wanted to say, but I know I know we should wrap it up. But um, yeah, so look forward to the shows. I really appreciate all the people following this, and this, you know, I'm just being honest on these things, man. Like you know, whether they bore you or not, or or you can take it as however you want to take it. You know, these are just how I really feel about different shit. And um, none of it's right. None of it's wrong. It's just all opinion. I'm just one motherfucking opinion out of a gang of opinions. And uh, hit me up with questions. Hit me up with guests that you want. Let's do that live shit and get a couple of real fans up in here. And, I mean, we could even do it at the house, man. Just get, like, five or six real people to come to I'll let you come to my house. And, uh, you know, as long as you're not a weirdo. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk and do some shit, so... Thank you very much to Max Hologram Podcast. Maybe we'll play some songs. I don't know. And...